Welcome to First Baptist Church. You're listening to the preaching ministry of Pastor Sherman Burkhead. Please check us out on the internet at fbcboron.org. Hi there, this is Pastor Sherman Burkhead, and this is Grace and Truth, a devotion that's meant to encourage you, but also meant to challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ through a time in the Word and time in prayer. Today is April the 25th. It is 2020, and it's a beautiful day outside, but it's but it's supposed to be in the 90s, which means it's going to be a warm one today, which reminds me of what I am grateful for. I am grateful to God for the fact that I live at a time in history and a place in the world that I can actually get relief from the heat. I am talking about fans, I'm talking about air conditioners, and I'm talking about swamp coolers. Living here in the desert, right, during this time of year, these pieces of equipment are indispensable and they make life bearable as the summer months go on. And it's a, and the summer here can be really, really long for us. And, and there was a point in history where these things actually didn't exist. No one had cooling equipment. And there are places in the world where people can't get access to them because they can't afford them or they can't afford to run them. But fortunately for us, here in America, even in our community, we have access to these things. Virtually everyone has access to a cooling system. And and even the poorest among us have access to them. And that's a blessing from God. That is a gift from God that I'm grateful for. And as the temperatures will get hotter, I will continue to be more and more grateful as we go along. But, But what about you? What are you grateful for? I would absolutely love to hear from you about all the things that God has made you grateful for. I would also love to hear from you about questions about faith, about questions about the Bible, and maybe even questions about how you can have a relationship with Christ if you don't have one. Um, even if you need prayer, I'd certainly love to hear from you as well. And you can reach me at fbcboron at gmail.com, or you can call me here at the office at 760-762-5149. I would love to hear from you. But with that, turn with me in your Bibles to um, Lamentations chapter 3. Now, Lamentations is a, a book not very familiar with, uh, that some people are not familiar with. It's a book in the Old Testament Uh, And it's located between uh, Jeremiah and Ezekiel. So Lamentations chapter 3. And the word of the Lord reads, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. Let's just be real, right? If there is anything in the world, if there is anything in the world we tend to despise, it is waiting. Especially now, because all we seem to be doing is waiting. We're waiting at home for this thing to get over. We're waiting at line in the line at Costco just to get in the building. We're waiting to be able to see our families that we can't see right now because we can't travel. We're waiting to see if there's ever going to be enough TP in the world again, right? We're, we're all waiting. And, and for most of us, waiting just really, really stinks. In fact, for a lot of you, the word wait is just another four-letter word because, because we hate it. We hate waiting. We hate waiting for our food at fast food restaurants. Like right now, when, when you pull up to the drive-thru, which, which is all you can really do, right? You pull up to the drive-thru, you give them your money, and then they say, oh, by the way, can you pull around front and park so we can give you your food later because you have to wait for those chicken nuggets? Or, or Amazon, they, they conditioned us, they trained us to get our stuff within two days. That's why we have Amazon Prime, right? But now things have slowed down because of the virus and people are, are struggling to wait for their packages. People are staring out the window, waiting for UPS to show up at the door. 
And even some of you right now, you are really hating this wait for schools to come back online, right? You want this nightmare at home uh, with, with the packets and the Zoom meetings to end. You're sick of having to stay on top of your kid and make them do their homework. You're sick of arguing with them and the stress that it brings, right? We hate to wait, especially when things are difficult and hard right now. We hate it. But let's be honest, we even hate to wait on God. I mean, when we pray, we want God to answer right now. When, we, when we're in need, we want God to solve our problem right now. When, when things are hard and, and the circumstances are dire, dire, we want God to rescue us now. But here's the truth that you need to hear and the truth that I need to hear. And it's a truth that will absolutely change your life if we'll just embrace this truth. And that truth is God designed you. He created you to wait on him. God designed you to wait on him. Don't believe me? The Bible repeats this all the time. It repeatedly tells us and encourages us and commands us to wait on God. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up, mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Psalm 27, verse 13, verse 14. Walk, I mean, excuse me, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Psalm 62, verse 5. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. Waiting on God is a consistent theme throughout the Bible because we were created to wait on him. In fact, in Genesis, we're told in the very first book of the Bible, 48 verse 19, Jacob's blessing his sons. He says, I wait for your salvation, O Lord, or, or Yahweh. And then at the very end of the book, the, in the book of Revelation, we find those who have been killed for the word of God, those who've been martyred for their faith in heaven, they are crying out to God, right? When are you going to avenge us, O Lord? When are you going to judge those who, who did this to us? right? Guess what they were told? They were told to rest or to wait a little longer. From the beginning of the Bible to the end, waiting on God is a consistent theme that runs throughout all of the scriptures. Why? Because you and I were created to wait on God. You and I were created to be subject to God's plan and to be subject to God's timing. And today I want to share with you four truths about the importance of us waiting on God. Number one, waiting on God demonstrates that we acknowledge our dependence upon Him. This right here is why theology is so important and it matters. God is sovereign, right? God is the Lord of all things. We were created by Him. We were created for Him. And you were, and I were created to be completely dependent upon Him. God has, has created us for himself. Waiting on God demonstrates that we acknowledge our dependence upon him. It's an expression of our submission to his sovereignty, our submission to his authority, and our submission to his indispensability. Psalm chapter, Psalm verse one, excuse me, Psalm 130 verse five and six says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and, his word, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than the watchman for the morning. And he repeats that more than the watch for the watchman for the morning. I wait on the Lord. Micah 7, 7. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for God of my, for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. 
Waiting for God acknowledges our need for Him. It demonstrates that we acknowledge our dependence upon Him. It actually, right, waiting on God is actually a form of worship, which leads to number two. Number two, waiting on God demonstrates the value of God in our lives. That is what worship is, by the way. It's the expression of God's value. He is worthy to us. When, when we wait, we willingly and patiently say to Him, Lord, you're worthy. When we wait for him patiently, we're saying, Lord, you are worth it. Lord, you are valuable. You, Lord, are worth waiting for. Psalm 62 verse 5 says, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. When we wait for God patiently, we're expressing his value to us. Number three, waiting changes us. And that's the truth. When we wait on God, we have time to slow down, like now, and to reflect and to think and to to read the word and to pray and to meditate and, and to contemplate and to dream and to hope and to visualize. When we wait on God, we have time to come into his presence and just sit there allowing God to heal us and to change our hearts and our minds about our situation and the world around us and and who we are. Waiting on God helps us to be transformed. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, I appeal to you therefore by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. The fact of the matter is it's hard to be changed. It's hard to be transformed when you're in the hustle and bustle of things. It's hard to be changed when you're constantly in motion. It's hard to be changed and transformed when your mind is chaotic and overwhelmed all the time. Sometimes you need to stop, like now. Sometimes you need to slow down and reflect, like now. Sometimes we need that downtime. Sometimes we need to to be quiet and be alone with God. Sometimes we need to just sit quietly meditating on God's word and what we understand about him theologically. Sometimes we just need to slow down and wait for God to move us and shape us. Waiting on God is good for us because it changes us. And then number four, waiting on God is in our best interest ultimately. God is the one who is in control. God is the one who knows all things. God is the one who knows what's best for us. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9 says, The heart of the man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Waiting on God is in our best interest because God is in control anyway. (laughs) Remember, you're not in control. God is sovereign. He is the one who's in control. And he's also good. And he's all-knowing. And as we talk about over and over again, he works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's why it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and make, for he will make straight your paths. Waiting on God ultimately is in your best interest. And so with all of that, my question for you is, are you actively waiting for God now during this time? The fact of the matter is, is you have been given an opportunity right now to wait on God in a way that was not possible for you before. Because of this pandemic, life by default has had to slow down. We are confined to our homes and our neighborhoods. We have had more time in our hands than before. I mean, the reality is you can only binge watch so much television. You can play only so much Xbox. You can pull only so many weeds. Right? 
you have more time than before. So in a sense, you've been given a gift, a gift of time to decompress and to slow down and to think. But most importantly, you and I have more time than ever to get alone with God. You have time to read and meditate on his word, time to linger in his presence, time to pour out our hearts to him in prayer, time to worship him, time to spend with him. Maybe maybe we're all here being forced to wait right now because maybe that's what we needed. My wife, Kim, seeing the bright side of things says, maybe God just hit a hard reset in order to get our attention to show us what's really important. Now more than ever, we need to turn to God and patiently wait upon him. Now that we have had this opportunity, we need to take the time and the opportunity to actively turn to God and patiently trust in him. Because as we have said over and over again, God is sovereign, God is trustworthy, and he is compassionate, and he is absolutely worth waiting on. So let's come before the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, help us to see this truth that you are worth waiting on. That ultimately the things that we have been talking about and, and, and working through and hoping in is the, the fact that you're in control, that you're the one that's sovereign. You're the one who works all things out for the counsel of your will but also for the good of those who love you and called according to your purpose. And so, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would help us to have hearts that are dependent upon you, that hearts that will wait for you, hearts that will trust in you, knowing that you're at work and in control. And Father, that you would use this as time right now to help us to have more time with you, to meditate on your words, to pray, to spend time in Bible study, to, to spend time um, learning more about your excellencies, more time learning more about you theologically, more time just getting to know you personally, more time pouring out our hearts in prayer, more time worshiping you, Lord. I pray all of us, Lord, right now would patiently say that you're in control, we're not, and we're going to wait on your plan and your revelation on how you will work things out in the future, Lord. You are the one who holds the future. We don't know what the future holds, but we know you the one who holds the future. And so, Father, I just pray all of us, Lord, would just turn to you in this time and have this time of devotion in our daily lives where we are waiting on you actively, trusting in everything, all of our lives to you, Lord. And we thank you for that. And Father, we pray for this virus to be at an end. Certainly, Lord, that we know that you are in control and that it will end when you want it to, but we are beseeching you. We are coming before you asking for you to put it at an end. And we're asking, Lord God, that you would protect the lives of those who are afflicted by this, that who have the virus, that you would heal them, Lord. And that, Father, they would get the medical care that they need. And we pray, Father, for the, the, the nurses and the doctors and the, and the medical workers and, and, and the, the first-line responders and anybody who has has contact in the medical field, Lord God, and who's at risk. We pray that you'd protect them and keep them safe and help them to do their jobs and help them, Lord God, to to, to gratefully uh, walk in faith in you. But but more importantly, Lord, that they would help, um, that you help keep them safe. And I pray, Father God, for uh, for the, uh, the workers who are uh, considered to be, um, I can't even think of the word right now, um, the, the people who are considered to be essential, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would protect them, 
the 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 food workers, the the grocery store workers, the the people who are having to go to work every single day and who are at risk, that you'd protect them as well. We pray, Father, for the, those who are at financial risk, Lord, that those who have lost jobs, who have lost income and retirements and businesses, Lord, we pray, Father, that you would demonstrate your faithfulness as you are our provider. You are the one who takes care of us. You are the one who cares about us, Lord. And I Father, pray, I pray, Father, for our government that, that it would have wisdom to know when to open back up. And we're praying, Lord, that it would be soon, that we'd be able to gather together in our church together soon, that we'd be able to go to other places soon. We can visit our family soon. That, Father, we are certainly feeling a certain amount of impatience, but we're praying to you to open those doors and that we would then submit our hearts and minds to wait on you, Lord. Father, we pray for the, the kids who are struggling with their homework today, that you would bless them. We pray for their parents, Lord, that you would give them supernatural patience. We pray for the high school seniors, Lord God, who are struggling um, with losing their, their last year of high school and all the benefits that go with that. We pray that you'd bless them as well. And I pray, Father God, that you would just glorify yourself through this and that revival would break out in our community and revival would break out across our country and around our world because of what you're doing, Lord God, that you were using this for, for your glory and our good. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as always, I want you to know, as we get ready for the Lord's Day tomorrow, another live stream, you are loved you are prayed for and you are deeply missed we are really hoping to see you soon face to face grace and peace you've been listening to the preaching ministry of pastor sherman burkhead a production of first baptist church in boron california our website address is fbcboron.org and would you please consider partnering with us financially as we work to share the hope and the gospel of jesus christ with our community and our world